friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Chichings. Today with me on the podcast, I have Amanda Peterson in her shop, Five Little Elephants on Etsy. Welcome, Amanda. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your shop and how you got started. Yes. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. My shop, Five Little Elephants, started back in late 2013. It was actually not Five Little Elephants back then. I had originally started under a different name and actually made a completely different product than I do today. So I've had a a big pivot. But today, Five Little Elephants, I focus on personalized drinkware, which is basically a fancy way of saying I make cups. (laughs) I do. I have all kind of different. I do stadium cups, uh, tumblers, champagne flutes, water bottles, for all different types of occasions. It could be something like a birthday party, a baby shower, weddings, uh, vacations, bachelorette parties. It's definitely, depending on the season, you know what's going on. Like right now, a lot of bachelorette orders coming in, uh, different things. But um, yeah, and I am a stay-at-home mom. I used to be a teacher. And when I had baby number four, I decided to kind of stay home and wanted something to do to like make some of my own money. And I was a pretty crafty person. So a friend of mine introduced me to Etsy. I had never really heard of Etsy before, kind of knew what an online selling platform was way back in 2013. But I opened it up, went all in, and I'm happy that I did that because now it really has become not like our household income, but it's definitely brings in a nice extra income that we use towards vacations. You know, I use the money towards, you know, whether it be dance or what type of activity the kids are in, just, you know, all kind of fun stuff. So for me, it's really fun. It's work, but it's fun. I've really enjoyed being a part of Etsy in general. Yeah. That's great. And I think there's so many people out there listening that can relate to feeling like I'm a stay at home mom, but like, it's also kind of nice to have something else going on too, (laughs) something to make my brain active and sort of have an outlet outside of that. So yeah, I mean, for me, it was more just, I wanted to do something like crafty and creative. So, you know, like I would make things for friends or make things for like my own children, or if I was invited to something, And then it was kind of, you know, some people would say like, oh, this is so cute. Like what you should sell these things or you should do this. And then it was kind of like, well, why not? You know, because now that Etsy has this platform, I can find buyers. And I have in the past, like when I first started back in 2013, I did like local craft shows and things like that. And it was just a little bit harder because my items are more personalized mm-hmm. and I can't personalize your item right there at a craft show. You know, craft shows are usually kind of grab and go. So Etsy makes it better that people can look at the items that I have and they can change the colors. They can change the names. I mean, I also have a lot of clients email me and say, I like this design, but 
it doesn't fit with my theme. Can you do this? And a lot of times we kind of work together, collaborate. And some of the things that are in my shop right now, I made for one client and I thought it was so great that I added it to the shop. It's like other people might like this too. So I actually get inspiration from like, you know, people that I work with too. So it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's my favorite way of having new new items because you have like a built-in market. You already know at least one person likes it. And the likelihood is that there will be lots of others that like it as well. Yeah. And that's what it is. Sometimes I make custom items and I know this is custom for this person. Like right. th- it would not appeal to a broad audience. But then other things I'm thinking like, man, why didn't I think of that before? <laughs> or it's like you think of it, but sometimes I just get really busy that just sometimes create new things out of like my own, you know, like somebody gives me the inspiration and then I can kind of run with it. I'm like, oh, I love that idea. Right. Because I do have, I think I have over 300 items in the shop right now. So I definitely have a lot of different things <laughs> all within like the cup world, or as I like to say, personalized drinkware makes it sound a little fancier. <laughs> <laughs> so take us back to when you first started. You said that your products were totally different and your shop was like a totally different niche. Yeah. And when I opened in 2013, I had just had my fourth baby, which was a little girl, and I made hair bows for her. And I made hair bows for like every outfit every day. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of extra ribbon. So I kind of started making hair bows, you know, for other people. And like I said, I did the craft show. And then I thought, well, why not try to sell hair bows on Etsy? And that's kind of originally how I started is it was selling um, little girl hair bows. And I did that for a little while. I mean, it was probably maybe like a year or so. And I didn't really feel like the sales were what I was wanting. And I think also with a bow, it's like you make a certain bow and or you maybe make two or three of them. And then they're, they kind of have to sit until they sell, you know, so it's like you have a lot of kind of inventory sitting around where my cups, I can have lots of different cups, but I'm using them all the time for all different type of things, like depending on what somebody wants on it. So I kind of, I actually got my uh, vinyl cutting machine as a birthday present from my siblings. I think they had ulterior motives. They were hoping that I would be making them things, which I do all the time. <laughs> my sisters are always putting in their little orders for things that they want, but they, they got it because it was something I was kind of interested in. So they bought it for me as a birthday gift. And from that birthday gift, I totally pivoted the Etsy store and went into vinyl designs from that. And my shop was originally a pretty and preppy designs, which was kind of more went with the whole kind of hair bows and the look of the hair bows. And when my son was born, uh, number five, uh, he's my youngest one. In 2016, I kind of started kind of thinking to myself, like my shop name doesn't really match the items that are in the shop anymore. Like some of the cups are not pretty and preppy anymore. They could have, you know, like a bachelorette party. It has a different vibe than than that vibe for sure. Uh, So I kind of was thinking to myself like, gosh, I pigeonholed myself in. These these aren't even like the, what I'm doing anymore. So I kind of went through this process of, 
I think I'm going to rename my shop and I think I'm going to get rid of all my old business cards and get rid of all my old inserts, you know, and just change everything, change the name, change it on social media. I mean, just so I kind of went through that for a couple months of thinking like, do I want to do this? Because it is a lot to kind of like overhaul everything. And I ultimately decided I do want to do that, that it would just kind of fit more in my shop now called Five Little Elephants. Um, I have five children. An elephant is my favorite animal. So I kind of thought, oh, why not kind of do something for the kid, you know, like around my family, my perspective, and it would be something kind of easy for people to remember. You know, people are always shocked to hear that I have five kids. So they're like, wow, you have five kids. Um, So I was like, yeah, five little elephants. So that was probably like a rebrand. I would say it had to be around 2016 is I kind of got rid of all the hair bows you know, removed those from the shop and then started placing more and more of the cup items. And, you know, I originally kind of started with like just tumblers and then from tumblers grew to having the stadium cups. And now I have the stadium cups in multiple colors, you know, it's kind of like growing and then offering different size tumblers and skinny tumblers and water bottles. So it's like, I've kind of over these years grown and it kind of expanded my product base as I was getting more sales, I was kind of able to spread out and have more options and have more things in stock all the time. So it was definitely a big change, but now in 2020, I'm very happy that I did that years ago. Like I'm glad I let go of the old business cards and said, this is just, you know, that money was spent, it's done. You know, I was able to get Five Little Elephants as, you know, a website, as Instagram, Facebook, you know, try to get all those social media things as well, all kind of fit within that name. So I just kind of made the jump and I've been happy since. So if anybody's thinking about, you know, your name, you can change it. And I feel like I didn't really lose any customers or anything like that. I mean, I've only grown I feel like. So you can definitely pivot and change and still have success on Etsy (laughs) because I have definitely done that through these seven years of business. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that that's something that's really hard a lot of times for people. First off, I get people who come into my programs who want to have this perfect vision for where their shop is going to go right from the get-go. And what I always tell people is like, you have to take that imperfect action and get started. And then it totally can and will, it should pivot along the way. Like you're not going to create this absolutely perfect thing right out of the gate with no experience. You have to like take those steps and then you can adjust and readjust and readjust. And I think that that's really interesting that you did that. When you were pivoting from the Herbos to the tumblers, which obviously are very different, not like really a variation. I mean, I've pivoted in my shop, but it's always stayed within sort of the same theme of baby stuff. Was that just like sort of a random jump? Did you have people that were asking for tumblers or like what made you decide to get into that? Really what it was is, you know, the hair bows, you know, my daughter was kind of getting older and I don't know, I was just kind of getting over making hair bows, (laughs) the same kind of thing. And like I said, I got the cutting, uh, the vinyl cutter as like a birthday present. So I started just like you know, I'd buy like one little cup or what, you know, like I'd buy things and I would start kind of making things for people. 
and give them as gifts. You know, is this kind of like how I started? I wasn't even thinking about, oh, I'm going to add this to my Etsy shop. And it was like, you know, everybody really liked it. I did it for like my children's like Valentine's Day, like for their class parties, like I'll make the little cups with their names and put the candy in it and all that kind of. So it's like I kind of started doing it like for myself and really kind of realized like there's a market for this. Like there are definitely people who like these products locally. Why would people not like this? you know, throughout the United States. I mean, people are buying, they want personalized things for, like I said, like their bachelorette party, whatever their theme is, or the baby shower, the theme, or the birthday party, or the class party, or, I mean, there's just so many things that, I mean, even people go on vacations and I'll have a lot of times people reach out and say like, we're going on a cruise and I want to surprise my whole family with, you know, 20 cruise cups with everybody's name on it and the ship name and, you know, whatever. And I kind of felt like I could make money at this. I like doing it and there's money to be made. So I didn't really do it from like a passion point. Like I wasn't like passionate about cups. I just kind of <laughs> saw like there's definitely money that I'm leaving on the table. So like why not jump into it? and see how it goes. Like I said, I started small with only offering like one style, like those kind of like clear tumblers with like a lid and a straw. That's kind of like what I started with, you know, a very basic kind of drink cup. And then from there, I kind of realized, you know, when you take like a bachelorette party or a bridal shower, a birthday party, those people may want a little bit lower of a price point. And that's where stadium cups come in because they're more like of a plastic and I can sell them at a lower price point than say, you know, a skinny tumbler or a water bottle. They're going to be at a higher price point. So I kind of looked and say there's different people are willing, depending on what the event is, they have different price points. And I just kind of went with it, kind of just, I mean, and it's really just grown from there. And it's been super successful, at least for me. I mean, I feel like as a stay-at-home mom, you know, I've got over 4,000 sales in Etsy And I mean, I consistently have sales, you know, it's like every day it's like, oh, cool. Order came in. Cool. Another order came in. You know, it's like, it's consistent. So at this point, I am happy with the pivot that I made. And I feel like I'm definitely making more money now and having more orders now than just doing the baby girl hair bows. Yeah. It was kind of from a money standpoint is what I I kind of looked at it from. I love that you point out that you are, so first off, you started into this whole vinyl cutting and everything just as a hobby, like, and people lose that a lot of times. I feel like once they open a shop, like they feel like they're not allowed to have any hobbies anymore, (laughs) or like they don't have those creative outlets that used to be something that they enjoyed that they're not necessarily selling. Like it's just for your own enjoyment and your own like creative activity, but also that it was a business decision. Like you said, you're not passionate about cups. I'm not passionate about baby gifts. (laughs) You know, I'm passionate about business, which is why I do stuff like this podcast, but the actual product is a means to an end. And like, I'm sure that you don't hate making cups and I don't hate making baby gifts, but it's also not like my greatest passion in life either. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I still like, I mean, I enjoy doing it. You know, but I agree. It was definitely more, I did not want to have a hobby business. I wanted to think 
bigger, you know, because I feel like a lot of times as women, you think like, I have this small little shop. Oh, it's just this little thing. And it's, no, I have a business. I have a license. Like I pay taxes. Like I'm legit, <laughs> like, you know, and just kind of, I want to grow, you know, to a point where that's success for me. Like I don't need to be making a million dollars. Like I'm happy with the sales that I'm making. I'm busy with my time and I'm able to keep up with the orders, ship them out in a timely manner and get good responses because I get lots of wonderful reviews. You know, everybody's happy, you know, occasionally a cup may break in transit or something like that. And then I can handle that, you know, if it's, you know, my problem with the packaging or something like that. But Yeah, it's definitely, I love doing it, but it is a business for me. And I try to think like a businesswoman, not like a stay-at-home mom who has a small hobby for fun. And that's like my mindset. I think that there's a huge distinction between those. And I think that I try to word that in a way that doesn't sound negative because I don't think that it is, but there is a different mindset between somebody that is creating something just as a hobby or as a business that they don't really care if they're turning a profit because they're just making the things that they want to be making and somebody who's doing it as a business and wants to have a profitable business. And either one of those things is okay, but it's a different mindset. I agree too. Because everybody has a different definition of what their success is. Absolutely. Somebody could just say, I just want to make a sale. I don't care whether I make, I like the product I'm making or I'm enjoying this or, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's totally fine too. But for me, I wanted to be making some money. And, you know, I look at orders or sometimes, you know, people will ask for certain discounts or they'll ask for this or that. And, you know, I kind of, you know, at first was always like, oh yeah, I'll do the order, you know, because I just kind of wanted to have a sale, you know, in the beginning. And now I kind of look at sometimes when I get, you know, custom orders or people are coming in asking for different discounts, you know, I've really kind of set some boundaries where I can say no, you know, I can't, and not that I say, oh no, I'm not going to do it, but you know, in a nice way of just being like, oh, I'm not carrying that. Or right now I'm not taking any additional custom orders, And having that, that I have that flexibility to say no, because I feel like I have enough sales coming in where I'm meeting my personal goals that I don't have to do something for free just because I want the sale, you know, and, and that has changed. I mean, originally I was very, I wanted any little sale. I was so excited. It didn't matter what I was making, but that was also seven years ago. You know, now I'm kind of got to the point where it's like, "Mm, I want to make sure that the time that I'm spending away from my kids or, you know, if I have a deadline or something that I had made money on the back end that justified being, you know, spending an extra hour in my office at nighttime or something like that, you know, or away from my husband or, and that's just my personal mindset at this point now. Absolutely. But I I think you made two really good points and I really hound one of them on the podcast and in my community a whole lot is that like my goals don't have to be your goals and your goals are going to be different than somebody else. And as a business owner, like you're allowed to set those for yourself and you shouldn't feel 
like you should be doing more or less or whatever, you know, everybody's priorities are going to be different. And sometimes I feel like I actually get asked a lot when people are coming in my courses and stuff like, what if I don't want a full-time job? What if I just want this to be part-time because my shop is more of a full-time thing. Yeah, And like, that's not my goal. My goal is not to push my goals onto you, you know, is not, <laughs> not to convince you that like, you need to put your kids in daycare and work full time. And like, this is going to take over your life. <laughs> you know, my goal was to make it a full time income, but everybody's life and what their boundaries are going to be is going to be different. And I also think you make a really good point about the boundaries. I have talked about that a lot on the podcast, because boundaries are kind of something that I think a lot of people, especially as women, I think that we struggle with it a lot because you feel like you, I don't know, I'm not even really a people pleaser, but I guess in business, like feel like everybody needs to be happy all the time. (laughs) And so, but I'm not really like that in my normal life. So I'm not really sure where that comes from. But, you know, when I got started, I was the same way. Like if somebody sent me an Etsy message and they said, can you ship this out today, this afternoon? I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of feeding my baby a bottle, but I'll finish this right up and I'll get right on it. And I'm going to make $3 in profit because I'm making no money on this product, but don't you worry, I'll get it out. (laughs) And over the many years that I've been doing this, I have really learned to value that time and that that time is really your most valuable resource. Like the, the product that I'm producing you know, that when I'm like looking at my costs and stuff, the cost of my time is the most. Yeah. What are you paying yourself? You want to pay yourself something. And one of the things too, which is good for people who are thinking about starting an Etsy store and maybe they're concerned with, what if I get too many orders or what if I'm too busy? I utilize vacation mode. I know not everybody does, but vacation mode is where you can basically put your shop in vacation all of your listings basically get pulled. So a little sign will say like, five little elephants is taking a short break. She'll be back soon. And I have utilized that all throughout the years of having my Etsy store. If I ever feel like I have too many orders in a week, like where I know, man, I am just slammed. And especially some of my orders could be like 20 cups, 30 cups. You know, it's not just like one cup, two cups. (laughs) So I have some very large bulk orders that I'm filling and I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, I will put that shop in vacation mode and say, I'll be opening up in a few days. I'll put it if when I had my son in 2016, I put it into vacation mode for a few months while I was on my maternity leave. We've moved a couple times. And every time we move, I put the shop into vacation mode. And while I'm packing, we're actually building a house now. and We'll be moving in May. The shop will go into vacation mode until I can move and get everybody settled. And even though I've done that, every time I come back from vacation mode, the sales always come back. So that gives you that flexibility that if you are worried like, man, things are just getting really busy or or my life has changed or something's happening in my life like a move where I'm not going to be able to meet my shipping deadlines, just put it into vacation mode. And that is like a tool that I love that Etsy offers because sometimes my life does get crazy and I know I'll be missing sales, but sometimes I'll just have to say, I'm going to have to miss that sale because I have something else going on that I cannot divide my attention and do both things very well. I think I remember you had said you don't really use vacation mode, but I'm like, 
the vacation mode is a great tool that Etsy has placed in these shops that you can basically turn it off and you can have an instant reply that goes back to people that you don't even have to answer the emails if you don't want to. You know, you can just kind of have that. And I have utilized that quite a bit. And it's still, every time I come back, I'm always worried like, oh man, am I going to lose the momentum? Are people going to be able to find me? Are they going to have gone somewhere else? And there's always sales when I open back up. <laughs> there's always people finding the shop again or reaching back out and, and saying, oh, now I have this event. You did these cups. Now I want cups for this. And that is very helpful for anybody who is concerned about opening an Etsy store and being too busy or how are they going to work it around their schedule. You can use the vacation mode and then at any point you can basically stop or pause your business. And not everybody's going to want to do that. But for me, there have been times where I just have to pause the business. I don't want to focus on business right now. I want to focus on something that's going on in my life or or like I said, like a move where literally my my products are in boxes. I can't even get to them. They're moving from one location to another. And I right. won't even have access to any of my products, you know? Yeah, I think this is one of those places where the advice that I give to people, I have trouble implementing myself <laughs> because I'm a huge proponent of like, having the flexibility in your shop. And I have used vacation mode for like big things. When my last child was born, I went on vacation mode for almost seven months. So I took quite a bit of time in that period as well. So I have used it for big time periods like that. I haven't used it for the smaller chunks of time. But if people go back and listen to episode 31, my friend Alyssa that was on there also talked about using it in her shop frequently. Like she takes weeks off at Christmas to hang out with her kids and whatever. And I keep saying I'm going to do it and I'm going to try it out. And then I just keep not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think also too, it goes to also what like your end goal is. Like if your end goal is, hey, I am a full-time business. I want to replace an income. I Then of course you would be working because most everybody, nobody says, well, I'm going to take a six-week break from work this week. (laughs) You know, where like my success to me is like, I just want to have, you know, extra money for my family that we can do these extra things in life and giving myself kind of that grace to be like, you know what? I don't want to, you know, like, I don't want to feel extra stress because I have to do these 15 orders this week. And also to my turnaround time in the shop, I have everything listed that it ships out in three to five business days. So that's a quick turnaround. And I keep that turnaround. Now, when people do custom orders or we're doing larger orders, obviously we have different timelines because we're setting up, you know, I'm writing, we're writing up a custom order. They have deadline. And, and then I have that flexibility for a, a larger order to have maybe three or four weeks, depending on how far in advance they're planning for their parties. But all of these orders that are coming in are all three to five business days. I mean, I cannot think of a time that I have not, that I've missed a deadline unless I was waiting for somebody ordered, but they didn't put any of the personalization. They didn't give me any of the information to fulfill the order where I email them back and say, Hey, you know, what color did you want? What name did you want? What, you know, you didn't put any, I don't know what you want. (laughs) Yeah, That's another thing is that's, I, 
keep that for me. So if I know I can't make three to five business days because something else is going on, like a you know somebody's in town, family's visiting, I will turn the shop off instead of adjusting all of the listings to like a longer lead time. And I think that's also one of the ways that helps my shop kind of be unique or kind of stand out at Etsy is that I do have a quick turnaround mm-hmm. where other people selling maybe similar things or other things, you know, they may have a week, two weeks, three weeks is their lead time. So for the procrastinators, they can hop into my shop and they can say, oh, I've got a bachelorette party next Friday. Well, as long as it's in that three to five business days, you know, I mean, I can usually pump things out pretty quick, you know, like I definitely, and that's just like a pressure I put upon myself. I like to keep that as just, that's the way I like to run my shop is I want things fast. I want responses, you know, like when I, somebody emails me, I mean, I try to be less than 24 hours. I'm emailing them back with some type of response. So they know I hear you, I see you, what are we working out here? You know, and I always try to keep that. So that puts a, a pressure, but then that's why I can utilize vacation mode if I know I can't make a three. Now, anybody who has placed an order with me and I put it in vacation mode because say I've got like, you know, a lot of orders that week. I always process all of those orders. Like my note usually says like all, you know, orders that have been placed will be processed within, you know, the time frame. It's just not taking any new orders so that I can make sure everybody gets their their orders in the time that they expected to get them. Yeah. So that's the way I just do it. And it works for me, you know, it works for my shop and how fast I do things. Yeah. I think you make a really good point there with, especially I would say that with personalized items, this is true that that fast turnaround really helps you to stand out in a market that is that there are other people that are offering very similar items, but what I have found over the years, because I also offer those personalized items, is that when my shop was newer and I was able to have a faster turnaround time, I really saw an uptick in sales because of that and a decrease in sales when I extended it out. Now, my shop has still grown over the years. And so now my time frame pretty consistently stays at one to two weeks. But if I extend it out further than that, it goes down Let's be honest here. One to two weeks for a personalized item is amazing. Like sometimes I try to say to people, I'm not Amazon. (laughs) Like when you order something on Amazon Prime and you get it in a day, but you didn't get a personalized item. You didn't get your child's name on the cup with the birthday theme, you know, with the lids, with the tool, with the, you didn't get all that from Amazon. (laughs) Right. However, I will make the point that people, even with the one to two week turnaround time, expect it. Like I get emails. I probably get at least two to three emails every single day. Where's my stuff? I ordered this so long ago and it's like a week ago. (laughs) And you're like, you ordered this six days ago. Right. You know, okay. and, and I mean, and even with my no, three and five business days, you know, I always put business days because weekends are not business days. So that gives right. me a little bit of lead time, you know, of something if I'm busy on the weekend or something. But I do think also part of it is with Etsy, they charge you when they place the order versus charging when it ships. 
So when somebody goes back and, you know, there's a lot of places, like if you order from Pottery Barn or whatever, and you order something that's monogrammed, they charge you when, when it ships. That's true. You order and there's a week or so, and then they charge you and they ship it. But Etsy charges as soon as they place the order. So they go back and they look and they're like, I paid for this, you know, eight days ago and it still hasn't shipped. What's going on? And so I can understand from their perspective that they're like a little bit, you know, nervous of like, why is this taking so long? Are you just going to take my money? (laughs) Um, And I'm like, I'm not going to just take your money. I'm working on it. (laughs) That's true. You definitely have to manage customer expectations. For sure. I mean, you know, we are in the business of customer service. We do want to make sure people are happy. But at the same time, too, if you're as long as you're sticking to your shop policies that you've put in place, that at least for me, I kind of feel like, you ordered this and this was the expectation. So this is what I'm, you know, so I kind of say like, oh, you know, it's getting ready to, you know, ship out or, and even if people ask for like custom items or larger bulk items, depending on what their deadline is, you know, I can say to them, I am so sorry. I really do have a very quick turnaround, but what you're wanting and the current orders I already have, I'm not going to be able to meet your deadline, but please reach out you know, a, a, another time because there's sometimes I just know it can't work. Hey guys, I just want to jump on here really quick and tell you that I have a brand new checklist that is just out all about SEO. If SEO is something that you are struggling with, like so many Etsy sellers, hop on over to laurenkeplinger.com forward slash checklist and download that brand new Etsy SEO checklist. All right, back to the episode. You know, it can't work with people who have already placed their orders for me to do a large custom order within, you know, four days, you know, making 130 cups. Like, (laughs) can't do it, won't do it. (laughs) Well, I think that what you said is really true in terms of managing those expectations because I went through a period of time that lasted far too long, but that I you know, if somebody placed an order and it had a one to two week turnaround time, which I've had for a long time, and then they would email me and say, well, I actually need this within, you know, seven days or whatever. And I would say, sure, okay, I'm sure I can do that. But then if they didn't follow up with me, I would forget about it. And so I wasn't technically missing the deadline because the deadline was one to two weeks, but I had told them that I would ship it out faster than that. And so my lack of organization, I guess, was coming in and kind of biting me. So one of the things that I do when people ask, because I get that too, somebody will say like, oh, I want this order, or they'll send me an email, or if we're doing like a custom order, or even if they're placing like ready to ship from the shop, I always tell them in the notes to seller, please put, I spoke to you and you said dot, 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 dot. I said, when you put that in there, I will make sure that I will put your order to the top, but you have to put that note in. So I try to make them be accountable because then on Etsy, I can see the, you know, when I pull up the order form, I see the notes because it always like the colors, the name, you know, all that stuff has to be in the notes for the order. And then I'll see, you said you would ship this, you you would do this or, you, you know, I paid extra for this. And that does help sometimes. And nobody's ever said, well, I'm not going to put that in the order. They're always like, right. you said you would do this if I, you know, the, you would ship it on this day or whatever. So I try to help that for me for organization because I do get the same thing where somebody will place yeah. an order and say, oh, is there any way you can do this? And then I can kind of look and say, okay, put that note in for me, please. 
so that I can make sure that I honor what I said. So I, I try to do that. And, and that's like a good help with organization tip or something. <laughs> yeah, I've actually started to tell people because a lot of times people will do it, like you said, before they place the order. But I don't always look at the orders until I'm getting ready to work on them. So then if they've just left me a note, like I need this by you know, Friday. And I'm like, well, that was three days ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have actually started to tell them if they haven't placed the order yet, I need you to send me a message after the order is placed so that I can move up the shipping date. Cause I'll just look at the dates, you know, the ones that are due or whatever I put, put them in order of when they're due. And so Perfect. I'm like, I need you to do this once you've already placed the order so then I can change it. But if I don't hear from you after you place the order, then I will 100% not remember. You'll do it right. And, and that's another great tool. Like Etsy has it how, you know, when you have the shop, it can be like when you can change like the orders that come in. It could be like, when is the ship by date? When is right. When was the order placed? Like you can kind of arrange your orders, how you want to arrange them. Yeah. And that's also good. I always try to do that, like ship first. So that's kind of at the top of my little like to-do list, basically, when I look at right. things. And sometimes when I start getting a lot of orders, I'll print out like the order form, basically. And then I'll have it like one, two, three, four, five, six, like kind of piled that I know like right. this order has to be done first. Like I'll actually write a little number on the thing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the order I'm working on. This is the next one. This is, you know, right. I try to look at the colors and stuff too. Like, okay, these five orders need black. This one needs, and then like, I'll be cutting everything and then divide it into the different orders. And like, I have like little sheet protectors that I'll kind of put everything in to when I'm ready to actually make that order, but to try to streamline a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I think it's also just important with that customer expectation to just say, I mean, at this point, a lot of times, especially because I'm not working as many hours and I'm pregnant and tired, um, <laughs> that there's a lot of times where people say like, you know, it'll be Monday and they say, can I get this by Friday? And while I probably could do it if I was willing to drop everything and work on it that day, most of the time I'm not willing to do that. And that has been a long process for me to get to that point to just say, I'm sorry, I'm not able to do that right now. And to be okay with that. Like I am losing out on sales because my turnaround time is longer. Um, I know that my sales would go up if I would shorten that turnaround time. But I also know that my hours that I would have to work would go up and my stress levels would go up. And so the trade-off is worth it to me to make that conscious decision. And I really feel like with customers, you know, they want honesty. I mean, that's exactly what I want. You know, when I'm, I order from Etsy all the time too. Like I'm always ordering stuff that I don't make or I don't want to make and I'll order from somebody else. But, you know, when somebody does, I'll just say, you know, I'm really sorry. Like, I can't do this at this time. Like, I try to pride myself on, you know, being transparent. And, you know, I kind of will put that in like an email and just say like, I'd really love for you to like favorite my shop, come back another time. And, you know, I would love to be able to serve you at a different time. And I mean, right. usually when I get that, people will email me back and be like, you know, thank you so much for being honest. Like, yeah, I'm definitely going to come back to your shop. I will definitely favor your shop. I get that a lot as well. And it's a heck of a lot better than being like, sure, I can do it. Yeah, let me jump right on that and then dropping the ball and not getting it done. <laughs> yeah, or, or you get it done, then you're stressed or you're taking you know time away from your family or just your own quiet time. It's like, you know, sometimes 
You know, like last night, my husband wanted to watch like a TV show. So he's like, oh, let's watch this together. Okay, well, yeah, let's watch that together. Let's take that hour the kids are in bed and let's just watch a TV show. You know, like let's do something. Outside of your business. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I think that's like important to do. And and Etsy does help you to kind of do that, I think. You know, that they they bring you the customers, which is – was really great. And then you, so you have that built-in customer base, but then you can also kind of have that flexibility. Cause I mean, for the most part, I've had very, very few encounters with people that were nasty towards me or didn't like, you know, that most 99% of the time Etsy customers are awesome. They're loving what they're doing. They're posting pictures on the line. They're happy. They're excited. And they're willing to also share you or your shop with somebody else. Like, oh, this is the shop I use. This is because, you know, I'll have people email me say, oh, I went to this party and I got your name from somebody, you know, so-and-so ordered. And now I want the same thing for my party or for my sister or for my whatever teacher. So I think that, you know, all that kind of like plays in like people at Etsy know it's like these are moms and dads, you know, these are like real people. We're not just Mm -hmm. like this huge corporation that you have no idea who's actually doing the work. I mean, you can look at my Etsy shop, you can see my picture, you can see a picture of the kids, you know, it's like you can kind of see like we're a real family (laughs) or real people just normal people. And I've just kind of have, you know, like a business, like at home business. And um, yeah, I think that that sometimes gets lost in the way that I talk, because like I did an episode about the six kinds of customers that you meet on Etsy. And they were primarily like people who want things right the second or people who are complaining or whatever. So I could see that it could come across as like negative. But at the same time, I'm like, this is like 0.1% of people. Yes. So like 99.9% of people are going to be perfectly lovely and like wonderful to deal with. I have amazing customers. I have people that have come back and ordered over 30 times from my shop, like just amazing people to work with who are super sweet and really friendly and like also real people who are just, you know, I totally agree. Yes. I mean, it's so if anybody's thinking like, oh, I'm nervous about dealing with, you know, negative people. It is very small on Etsy. I mean, I probably had less than 20 negative encounters in like almost 16,000 sales, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very rare. And then even as, you know, I'm also a customer, like I said, I purchase from other people on Etsy and it's the same thing. I feel like I'm getting good customer service from them and their shops and their, you know, it's like, so I kind of feel like as a whole, either whether you're a seller or a customer, you know, there are very few bad apples in Etsy. You know, there's, yeah. it's just very, very few. I mean, of course, there's always, you know, either customers or even some sellers that are scamming people or, or not delivering what they're supposed to. I mean, there is that, but I would say that's a very, very small portion of Etsy. Like I don't really, you know, I have not really encountered that as a customer or as a seller. Yeah. No, I think for the vast majority of people, they're just, they're just doing their thing, just like (laughs) we're doing our thing and everybody wants a good outcome for the situation. I mean, there are always going to be, and I think for a lot of times, especially for newer sellers, the negative experiences are the ones that you remember the most strongly, (laughs) you know, you have a tendency to like have that really jump out in your mind of like, oh, but there was this one person that told me that they hated my product. 
it also is this, you know, I'm not a people pleaser, I feel like in my personal life. But you know, I do feel, you know, like I, I do want everybody to be happy. And I do want people to feel good and feel like they could recommend my shop to somebody else, you know, yeah. so it's like, get this couple people that, you know, weren't happy or wasn't but I mean, I feel like it's just so far a few between. I mean, there's just, it's just not. It's, but there are those people, and I, I really did enjoy. I was actually laughing when I was listening to that because not only as you're talking about like customers, you know, sometimes you're even thinking like, oh, I was the procrastinator person oh, when it came to something else. <laughs> all of us have tendencies to sometimes fall into those categories personally. Yeah. <laughs> that you're, and it's like, okay, I need to manage my expectations. Here. Here I am asking somebody to do something I'm not even going to do. So you can kind of flip it both ways. That- yeah, no, I had a recent experience with I ordered something from Australia on Etsy and I'm like emailing her. I'm really nervous about this not getting here in time. I really need it for this. It's for a birthday party. I really need this. And she's like, um, the turnaround is three to five business days. That's our business days, not the week. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I misread it. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I always mind business days too. I kind of put that in there. Like, it's, you know, people are like, it took you, you know, six days to mail this to me. And I'm like, three to five business days. Right. It, it, was, it was literally, I, I, it was the fourth business day that it nailed. So, yeah. And I'm like, I swear I know what business days are. I don't know what happened. I'm just like, I had temporary blindness or something. Yeah. So I think we all can, we can fall in personally into those same categories too, because life gets away from us. So we can give ourselves grace and give this small little bit of portion of Etsy people, you know, same thing, customers too. Yeah. <laughs> So Amanda, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your shop and your wisdom. Will you tell everybody where they can find you if they want to check out your Etsy shop and get some tumblers for themselves? Yeah, just type in Five Little Elephants. You can actually do www.fivelittleelephants.com and that will flip you right back to the Etsy shop. Also on Instagram and Facebook, same thing, Five Little Elephants. Great. Thank you again so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking. 